Range weather. Weather is go for launch. At this time, I give you a go to resume count and launch Artemis 1. Four stage engine start. Three, two, one. Boosters in ignition. And liftoff of Artemis 1. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. Harder the climb, the better the view. To the moon and on to Mars. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Yes, Artemis 1, dispatching that uncrewed Orion spacecraft on its journey to the moon. Amateur radio operators are also part of the 18-member team of volunteers tracking various parts of this 25-day mission, recording whether it is possible to copy Orion's signal. The team includes satellite enthusiast Scott Chapman, K4KDR, and amateur astronomer Scott Tilly, VE7TIL of British Columbia. Artemis picks up where 50 years ago Apollo ceased. For those into Greek mythology... Greek god Apollo's twin sister was? Well, yes, her name, Artemis. More when Bruce visits the final frontier in this week's special interest group news. I'm Graham, VK4BB, editor of our WIA National News Service, and also joining us this week, WIA National Inwards QSL Bureau's John Siemens, VK3JLS, and WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. Earlier this week, last Tuesday and Wednesday, the WIA was represented at RADCOM 2022, held at the Grand Hyatt in Melbourne CBD. Attending were President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK, and WIA Spectrum Planning Committee Chairman Peter Young, VK3MV. RADCOM 2022 is organised by ACMA and convened usually every two years, focusing on relevant new technologies and topics for the radio communications industry sector with the opportunity to engage with ACMA regarding spectrum management. Topics included emergency communications infrastructure within remote and Indigenous communities, electromagnetic exposure discussions, with demonstrations of EME measurement techniques of RF-emitting devices and a general outlook at the new emerging technologies with the difficulties of implementation to meet compliance within the current regulations. During the conference, relevant discussions were had regarding the new proposed amateur-class licensing structure, the high-power proposal and the ongoing five-year spectrum outlook, or FISO. A number of ACMA attendees mentioned that they were aware that the WIA survey and the comprehensive exposure draft proposal had been released and distributed within the amateur radio community. They were looking forward to the survey results being tabulated and forwarded for a later discussion. The WIA Spectrum Planning Committee definitely have their work cut out for them over the next few weeks, consolidating and organising the amateur radio cohort survey results to be put into the final submission to ACMA on the class licence and high power proposals before the closing date later this month. News in from WA Director Chris VK3FY is that he and his family are currently in the Middle East. Chris has pre-planned to be visiting several Middle Eastern countries, peak representative organisations. This week was his visit to A47RS, the station of the Royal Amani Amateur Radio Society. This weekend is going to be a big one 
as WA have a live stream with Hayden VK7HH on Saturday night the 19th discussing the class licence and high power proposal. Details of the YouTube link are on the WA website and have been sent to WIA members and anyone who has registered for the survey. On this Sunday, the WIA will be present at the Spark Hamfest in Rosebud, Victoria. If you happen to be attending, come over and introduce yourself to the WA directors at the table. That's all for this week. For now, 7-3 from Lee, VK3GK. Hi, this is John Siemens, VK3JLS, from the National Inwards QSL Bureau. I'm directing this message to all the VK4 amateurs and the VK4 affiliated radio clubs. For personal reasons, the VK4 QSL manager has recently resigned and we are now left with no VK4 QSL manager to receive and distribute the VK4 QSL cards. The National Bureau currently is holding some 3,000 cards for VK4, but we have no one to send them to. I'm calling for any amateur or radio club in VK4 who is willing to undertake this WIA volunteer position to help out your fellow VK4 amateurs who are patiently waiting to receive their Bureau QSL cards that are stuck in VK3 land. We currently have a number of states and territories where the sorting and distribution is undertaken within radio clubs, and this may be a great option to help ease the workload within your state. If anyone is interested in helping out their fellow amateurs, please contact me via vk3jls at wia.org.au for any further details or any questions you may have. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southeast New South Wales, it can be heard from the following locations on the linked repeater system. Bega on 146.750, Cooma 147.375 and North Eastern Victoria on 146.625 from 0900 local time every Sunday. I'm Angelo, VK2NWT. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP and I've been thinking. In the past week, as most of us would be aware now, the Wireless Institute survey into the response to the proposed class licence system was released. I, for one, have logged on and completed the survey, which is in total just 24 questions long. For amateurs who aren't members of the WIA, you're invited to log on and register and complete this survey. It's a major change in how our licensing and governance is to be conducted and the more comprehensive and representative the final submission is to the ACMA, the greater benefits will accrue to us all. I don't represent the WIA in an official way as I'm just one volunteer, but in the next two weeks before submissions close, it would seem appropriate for as many of us as possible to submit our thoughts to the matters that are under consideration. There is definitely no requirement to support any recommendation of the WIA committee in this survey but there is ample provision for people to disagree and put in their own ideas. What I suggest is that clubs can assist in helping their members in lodging their own ideas, also indeed support a considered club opinion by completing the survey. 
whether it is a matter of contesting call signs, high power operation, or other items such as reciprocal licensing. It is now the time to advise the ACMA via a method which reduces double handling of submissions. Let's make this survey an early seasonal present to the radio amateurs of VK land. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Leading this week's international news from Region 1, the Wales Millennium Centre is hosting a 360-degree virtual reality experience inspired by the wireless signals G. Marconi and G. Kemp exchanged between Flathome Island and Lavenock Point in 1897. Called a signal across space, the experience takes the audience on a multi-layered journey that involves the history, mythology, language and nature of the area surrounding Lavenock. Earlier this year, the RSGB was approached by the BBC to find experts to contribute to two episodes of its planned series, The Secret Genius of Modern Life. In this week's episode, Neil Smith, Gulf 4 Delta Bravo November, recreated the Great Seal Bug. The RFID technology developed for the bug is what allows contactless card payments to work. You can catch up with the program on BBC iPlayer. Although UK-based, this is a story surely some group in the Antipodes could and should take on board. The Bath-based distance learning team has helped over 1,000 students to pass UK amateur radio exams with pass rates consistently above the national average. Their next course will be for intermediate level and it will run from January to May 2023. There is no charge for the training, but students will need to provide their own textbook, scientific calculator, electronic parts and toolkit as well as weekly work packages via a virtual classroom, there will be weekly online tutorials, revision quizzes and lots of practical exercises to bring the theory to life. Students will also have access to one of the remote tutors who will provide feedback and additional guidance when required. As part of the application process, there will be some pre-course work to ensure students are able to use the online learning systems and ensure they're ready to study in January. In news from Region 2, reaching youth through amateur radio in the classroom. ORRL Education and Learning Manager Steve Goodgame, Kilo 5 Alpha Tango Alpha, attended the Georgia Educational Technology Conference. The conference was the first part in a series of planned ARRL exhibits to meet with teachers and promote amateur radio in the classroom. ARRL spoke to hundreds of teachers, school administrators and technology directors about the ARRL Teachers Institute on Wireless Technology. ARRL's participation at this conference, as well as future events, is meant to inform and network with educators looking to incorporate amateur radio into their curriculum. The level of interest among teachers was incredible, said Kilo 5 Alpha Tango Alpha. 
Our booth enjoyed heavy traffic for the duration of the conference, much of the time with all four of us engaged in discussions with multiple people simultaneously. Except for a couple of teachers we met who were already hams, few teachers had heard of amateur radio before this conference. These teachers were absolutely amazed at the possibilities that exist when including amateur radio and related educational experiences in their schools. FCC Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel has announced plans to reorganise the Commission's structure to create a new space bureau to consolidate all activities related to satellites. Under the plan, the International Bureau will have satellite-related responsibilities transferred to the New Space Bureau and will be reconfigured as a standalone Office of International Affairs. The Space Bureau will also deal with domestic satellite matters. It's unclear how or whether this change in FCC Bureau structure will impact our own amateur satellite service. The FCC did not release a timetable for making these changes. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. Who listens to radio? Clive, VK6 CSW. I am Alan, VK5 Mike Alpha Kilo. I'm John Knox, VK4 FJRK. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. This is Frank. VK2BFC Now operational news with Felix VK4FUQ Hello there Now Condiswise 2022 WIA VHF UHF Field Day Spring next weekend 0100 hours UTC Saturday 26 through 0059 hours UTC Sunday 27 November 160 meter CW contest, a double roll sponsored. Objective is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke V amateurs on 160 meter CW. Dates First full weekend in December, December 2 to 4, 2022. Contest period Begins 2200 hours UTC Friday, ends 1559 hours UTC Sunday. This is a 42 hour period with no time limitation. Logs are due within seven days after the event is over. Ten meta contest, a double rod sponsored. For amateurs worldwide to exchange QSO information with as many stations as possible on the ten meter band. Dates: second full weekend of December, start zero 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 hours UTC Saturday. Runs through twenty three fifty nine hours UTC Sunday, December ten eleven twenty twenty two. Logs are due within seven days after the event is over. DX window. St. Helena Island is on the air as ZD7CA on 40 to 10 metres. Holiday style. SSB in the digital modes. QSL via EA5GL. On the air from New Providence Island is C6AQQ. From November 24 through to December 1st on all HF bands. Again, QSL via EA5GL. Malawi. 7Q6M is on the air until November 29 on 160 to 6 metres. QSL to home call K6ZO. 
VK90ABC, an Aussie station celebrating 90 years with the national broadcaster, and it goes QRT at the end of December. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news. Worldwide special interest groups, final frontier. When Artemis 1 dispatches an uncrewed Orion spacecraft on its journey to the moon, two hams will be on board the mission, even though they're keeping their feet solidly on planet Earth. As Cole told us last week here on WIA National News, amateur radio operators are part of the 18-member team of volunteers who will be tracking various parts of the 25-day mission, recording whether it is possible to copy Orion's signal. NASA said they will also track and measure changes in Orion's radio transmissions. Now, we can tell you the hams on the team will include satellite enthusiast Scott Chapman, K4KDR of Vermont, and amateur astronomer Scott Tilly, VE7TIL of British Columbia. The two amateurs were chosen to join space agencies and international companies from Canada, Germany, Korea and elsewhere. CAS-10, launched to Chinese space station. CAMSAT CAS-10, launched November 12th, carried on the Qinzhou-5 cargo spacecraft to the Chinese space station. Deployment is expected on or about December 15th. The satellite will be active immediately upon deployment into its own 400-kilometre orbit with an inclination of 42.9 degrees. CAS-10 is an 8U CubeSat, a follow-on mission from CAS-9 and also known as HOPE-4, XW-4, carrying a VHF-UHF mode linear transponder, a UHF-CW telemetry beacon, a UHF-AX-25 4.8K 9.6 kilobits per second GMSK telemetry downlink and a space camera. Downlink frequencies for the VHF-UHF linear transponder, 435.180 MHz. For UHF-CW telemetry beacon, 435.575 MHz. And for telemetry, 435.725 MHz. Also, an uplink for the transponder, 145.870 MHz, has been coordinated. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers. Maybe we should retitle this for today to Radio Transceivers Old-Time Boat Anchors. For those of us who not only have a few more solar cycles in the log, but also manage to hold on to their old transceiver, they will soon have their day. Hams in Finland organised the PRT35 event, taking place on Tuesday, 6th of December. It's not a competition, but a mark of respect for the 
over 40-year-old, meaning the veteran radios and the radio veterans who use them. The event is free form. There are no points or multipliers. CW, AM and SSB is used. Activity is on the 40 and 80 metre bands starting early in the UTC morning. The recommendation is that the vintage QRP stations operate at the upper end of the frequency range and the more powerful ones at the lower end. In Finland, a station using old equipment can use the suffix forward slash S after the station ID. If the device type has been in service use during the Second World War, the additional code can be forward slash SA. As opposite stations, all radio amateur stations, regardless of equipment, are welcome to participate. Also, OI stations are expected to participate in large numbers. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Here in IARU Region 3, Emergency Centre of Activity, COA, HF frequencies are 3.600, 7100, 14.300, 18.160 and 21.360 MHz. Townsville News. NQORA has secured the first round of the Australian Off-Road Racing Championships for the next three years, with the 2023 event happening from Friday the 10th to Sunday the 12th of March. Gavin, VK4ZZ, says... There will probably be a need for most operators to be on the ground from Thursday 9th of March to sort out checkpoints and communications. He said, we will need personnel to man at least eight checkpoints and more to be competitor wranglers at the vehicle assembly area pre-staging for start. So, get hold of Gavin VK4ZZ to show your support. NQ Communications Support Coordinator, Gavin Rebelt, R-E-I-B-E-L-T, VK4ZZ. Cyclone Season Readiness, Blue, VK4FBLU, now Silent Key, wrote this checklist some time ago. And as Gavin said in Backscatter Magazine, thanks Blue, still looking after us. Give your generator some fresh fuel, oil, and run it for a couple of hours this weekend. Keep your vehicle fuel tank topped up. Keep a ready supply of cash handy, small and big denominations, as ATMs, FPOS and banks stop working when there is no power. Check the state of your shack and portable batteries. Charge them up or replace them if you have to. Ensure you have at least the essentials, a couple of portable radios, torches, candles, spare batteries, water containers or bottled water, a barbecue or other self-contained cooking facility, and check your gas or heat beads, a can opener, waterproof matches, enough medicines and first aid assets to last a while. Hospitals and emergency services will be extremely busy before, during and after a disaster, and... At least five days' worth of non-perishable food for your family and your pets. Great advice for not only cyclones, but any emergency we front far too often here in the sunburnt country. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota. Here's Alec, VK2APC.
Thank you, Bruce. Schools throughout have radio clubs to teach students about the music industry, the practice of communication, and the craft of engaging an audience. The radio experience for students at Lofton High School in the U.S. is a bit different. Lofton has a fully functioning ham radio station, Kilo Four Whiskey Tango Lima, that allows kids to communicate with people in about forty-five different states and twenty different countries. And it's also a club that, within itself, is a little unique. It is a feature of the Academy of Fire and Emergency Medical Services at the Professional Academies Magnet. Students who partake in the Academy of Fire and EMS go through two curriculum courses considered electives that count towards a student's high school graduation requirements. In addition to the two curriculum tracks. Students go through three firefighting courses. Once completed, the combination of curriculum and courses equates to a state of Florida firefighter level one certification. Lofton High School ties in with the Academy of Fire because firefighters and paramedics are talking on the radio. For VK One WIA National News, I'm Alec VK Two APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. All in all, Alec, this sounds a pretty big deal. I'm Bruce VK3 Triple F from Sunny Bendigo. Thanks, Bruce, and particularly our youth reporter Alec. And next weekend, the 26th and 27th of November, please listen out for Alec VK2 APC on 40 and 80 meters as Alec and his dad VK2 LP will be around the Hay area of New South Wales, looking at activating a couple of parks with the WWFF Australia program. And now to rewind. <laughs> Rewind. Rewind takes a closer look at transistors after 75 years. Now, unless you're a collector, and pardon the transistor pun, of boat anchor equipment, chances are you owe a lot of your amateur radio success to the transistors that are heart and soul of your rig and other station equipment. The IEEE's Electron Devices Society has set aside much of the coming 23 year to mark the transistor's 75th anniversary. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY from Amateur Radio Newsline, tells us what's emitting next year. Considered by many to be the foundation of the electronics industry, the transistor was created by Bell Labs in New Jersey in 1947, sidelighting vacuum tubes for most users of electronics. Its development garnered the 1956 Nobel Prize in Physics for the trio who created it. And now, so many years later, its recognition is taking on a new life, starting next month. The IEEE's Electron Devices Society will be holding a series of meetings and conferences into 2023 devoted to the transistor and so many of the devices it inspired and made possible. The first program is the IEEE International Electron Devices Meeting to be held on December 3rd through the 7th in San Francisco. There will also be plenty of written material to read about the transistor in the coming year. Society members are writing a book about how it was developed, and the EDS newsletter and IEEE Spectrum will be publishing technical articles about the transistor in the months ahead. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. It can be heard on ANZEL, that's the Australian and New Zealand Echo Link Multimode Network. The news is automatically rebroadcast every Sunday at 10am VK3 time. Thanks.
This is second operator Helen using John CK3 HJQ call sign. Gee, not long to go now with the 2022 social scene, but happening right now, Sunday, November 20, in VK3, it's Rosebud Radio Fest. And in VK4, Redcliffe and District Radio Club's car boot sale, Saturday, December 10, McFarlane Park, Klinger Road, Kippering. Greetings from the Redcliffe and District Radio Club VK4RC, Robert Thompson VK4TFN here. Our car boot sale will be held on Saturday the 10th of December 2022. You'll find us at our clubhouse in the city of Redcliffe at McFarlane Park, Klingner Road, Kippering 4021. Car boot sale opens at 9am. Admission is free, vendors are $5. Mark Roberts VK4AN will be there. Go to www.redcliffradioclub.org.au We're also on Facebook. Looking forward to seeing you there. It'll be a good day out. Thank you and 73s from the Redcliffe and District Radio Club, VK4RC. Thanks, Robert. Now to 2023 VK3 again, Bar Campfest, February 5 at the Bar Club Rooms. And in November at Hobart, Alara Meet, November 4 and 5 in the good year 2023. So that's it for another week of top-notch news from the WIA. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.